Oh, Toronto's in trouble! Oh, I'm Chris Walder, and rest in peace to my Twitter mentions. Welcome to the Walder Sportscast with your host, Chris Walder. Hello everyone, Chris Walder here coming to you with episode one of the Walder Sportscast. And boy, is it nice to finally get one of these up. I mean, I remember putting up the teaser for this show back in November, I believe. And so apologies for it taking this long. It's just, there's been a lot going on in my life since that time. I've I've tried to get a number of things in order, both personally and professionally. So hopefully this can be the start of a nice groove for me in, in just getting out content and uploading some shows for you guys because this is still a top priority for me and I want to make it as such moving forward. And, you know, this seems to be like the ideal time for a number of podcasts to get off the ground anyway. And I'll be touching on that more so near the end of this show. Uh, but on this episode, and, and forewarning, it may not be particularly long. I expect more of, my epi- more of my episodes down the road to be much longer. I just want to take a few moments to discuss what happened on my Twitter timeline during the morning of Tuesday, January 21st. Because it seemed to get a great deal of traction, especially with members of Toronto Raptors Twitter. And for those of you who follow me on Twitter, at Walder Sports, be sure to check it out. Uh, you know exactly what the hell I'm talking about because my phone was blowing up all day. So here's basically how it got started. Okay, I noticed people were sharing these tweets on my timeline from from Ryan Hollins, who's a current ESPN analyst, former NBA pro, and he was engaging in a bit of back and forth with Kendrick Perkins, who's also a former big man in his own right, currently works for the company as well. Hollins was suggesting that the Toronto Raptors the reigning, defending, undisputed NBA champion Toronto Raptors, sorry, that's my Paul Heyman shtick for the day, uh, that they're too young, too damn young, to give the Milwaukee Bucks, who are currently in first place in the Eastern Conference, much of a fight, and even go as far as contending for a championship, which I don't get. Okay, so Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry, like these are key important guys on the roster, and they're all up there in age, But, you know, whatever, to each his own. Perkins was then suggesting that it's going to take more than one guy to contain Antetokounmpo. And that, you know, head coach Nick Nurse can go zone, give him some problems. But Hollins comes back and says, you know, in a perfect world, you need three Pascal Siakams. And that Marcus Saul, who is a former NBA Defensive Player of the Year, he can't move anymore because of his age. But the one tweet, the one tweet that caught my eye was about Ibaka, which Hollins tweeted out, and I quote, they don't even let Serge rock out, he should be used more, unquote. Now for someone who follows the Raptors like I do, I know that to be completely untrue. I mean, especially over this last little stretch, when the roster was just completely decimated with injuries, Ibaka was playing out of his mind for like some of the best basketball of his entire career. He was a nightly double-double, he was hitting shots, he was playing great defense. So having seen all of that, it didn't make a lot of sense to me to read that Ibaka wasn't being used to his full potential. So what I did was, I hit up Basketball Reference, shout out to Basketball Reference, I use it all the time, and I look up numbers to back up my claim. Because anyone 
can spew whatever they want on social media. That's a problem with social media. But once you have the proof of what you're saying to back it up, it's concrete. It's really hard to dispute it. So I noticed that Ibaka's usage rate is at an all-time high. He's taking as many shots as he ever has in his entire career, and he's scoring just as much as well. So I tweet this out. I'm very respectful, at least in my opinion. Maybe I wasn't. I don't say anything about Ryan. It's perfectly fine, I think. What got everyone's blood boiling, though, was how he responded to me. So Hollins goes, quote, This Toronto fan base gets up in arms as if they won multiple titles. Bottom line, it's not Toronto's year to come out of the East. Kawhi over-delivered. Be grateful, unquote. And he even goes as far as having a gif of a guy dropping a microphone. So it's like what he just said was this ginormous bombshell. Let me just state this off the top. I'm not upset about the tweet. I'm not mad about it or anything. Uh, If anything, I'm more confused because his comments had nothing to do with anything. You know, I I used numbers to refute what was an opinion of his. And I went about it in a very professional manner, I think. You know, I didn't imply anything about the Raptors or their title hopes. It was just, you know, here's some numbers I found on Basketball Reference. Maybe you'd like to reconsider what you just said. And I explained that to him as well, that I was just posting numbers. I meant no harm. I really didn't. I wasn't trying to be a dick about anything or a prick. It, it, It is what it is. He says he really enjoys my work, which I almost found sarcastic to a point because I don't work for any outlets right now. I don't work for Bleacher Report anymore. I don't work for The Score. I don't work for like for a blog for like Raptors HQ, for example, nor do I publish any work like this podcast is basically it for me. And he hadn't followed me on Twitter to that point. So I was fairly certain that he had no idea who I was until like maybe 20 minutes prior So he also says that you can't pick and choose which tweets to respond to. And that if I'm going to do that, I should for all of them, which I can respect because I can be annoyed when sometimes someone would just pounce in the middle of banter I'm having with somebody and not take like the entire conversation into context. So at that point, I'm more than happy to nitpick what he went over with Perkins. So I read what he said. I say, I don't agree that the Raptors are too young. I feel Toronto has the bodies to defend and Tentacumpo, although, you know, none of them are Kawhi Leonard, unfortunately. And I think Ibaka is in an ideal role. But hey, agree to disagree. We all have differing opinions. It's fine. I think at that point, I won him over because he tweets out to the world that I'm the man. Chris Walder is the man. And I almost have to make sure he's not being sarcastic again because I don't want to look like an idiot if he were actually trying to make fun of me. But as it turns out, he was totally chill about everything. I think he appreciated the fact that I came at him like a human being and wasn't just like foaming from the mouth over what he had said about the team. Because at the end of the day, that was the job of pretty much everyone else because for the rest of Tuesday it was a never-ending stream of just Raptors fans going for his jugular like they were calling Ryan every name imaginable you know saying he shouldn't be on television and that his takes are stupid so so basically every time I get a notification on my phone it's a tweet that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with Hollins you know he's an idiot there was like a hundred hundreds of like clown emojis popping up you name it it was just a never-ending stream of that Look, I'll be the first to admit that 
I've been extremely critical of Ryan in the past, as I am of a lot of on-air analysts for these major networks, especially ones in the United States. I just think there's there's too much emphasis on shocking viewers and listeners rather than creating you know, thoughtful discussion supported by actual proof and evidence. And I think Ryan is guilty of that. And if you search YouTube, you can even find compilation videos of him just pushing these outlandish basketball takes, which I'm not going to get into specifics now, but a simple search on YouTube can find these things. They do exist. To be clear, I have a problem with his takes, some of which are just so far out there that I can't even wrap my mind around them, but I don't have a personal vendetta against the guy. You know, he's on television. I'm not. Like, I'm just a guy on Raptors Twitter who reminds everyone after every game what the record is <laughs> and what it will be if they win out. You know, perfect world, it's not going to happen. But it's fun. It's it's something that I do. And I think his retort to my initial tweet, where he basically clowned the fan base out of the blue, which wasn't spurred on by me, by the way, was a bit much. But I feel at the end of the day, I was totally respectful to him. It was kind of like a kill him with kindness mentality, which I would do with anybody else. You know, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. That's how I was raised. And I'm glad that him and I reached a middle ground because I just want Twitter to be fun. I don't want this like dark cloud hanging over myself and making myself look like a prick to the world which I could probably be on occasion, don't get me wrong, I'm not a perfect guy by any stretch, but look, damn man, if you look at the ratio on some of his tweets, it's legendary, let me tell you, it is rough. I can only imagine what his notifications were looking like on Tuesday, like, I remember there was one point where he had over 200 comments on the drop the mic tweet, and he maybe had like four or five likes. Like, that's like, top-notch ratio right there but I th I thank him for shouting me out I mean he didn't have to do that that was very nice of him and as far as the comments being left for the guy I mean knock yourself out but just don't make it personal like don't cross that line he doesn't need to be crucified for any of this he, you know he's a grown man and he knows how to use Twitter and he knows where the block and mute buttons are but it is what it is now I kind of hope that this kind of dissipates I just felt it was a it, you know with the traction that it gained it was something that I wanted to address and it's a you know it's a good story for my first uh, Walder sportscast at least I, I hope that's the case for you guys now before I sign off I just want to give a couple of quick shout outs to a couple of podcasts um, one of which has just gotten off the ground and another which has a few episodes under its belt but both of which are Toronto Raptors podcasts with an all-female team behind them and I think that's awesome the first is called the Dishes and Dimes Podcast, the Twitter handle you can find at Dishes Dimes Pod, which has garnered a ton of traction recently because there's a lot of names associated with it that many people on Raptors Twitter are familiar with. So I hope you check them out, follow them, show them some love. It's at Dishes Dimes Pod. And uh, they just recently put up their first episode on Spotify, I believe. And I've been following some of these ladies on Twitters for years, like... Uh, Amon, for example, who I think was one of my first follows, like the people that I follow who wasn't like an athlete or a celebrity or a famous person or like a sports account. You know, I dig her tweets. I think she's funny. I think she's awesome. So give the whole team a listen. 
all of the names associated with the podcast can be found on their Twitter page. And I would I would love to read them out loud, but I know I'm going to butcher names and I suck with names. So sorry about that. Not going to do that tonight. And uh, not to be outdone, there's also another podcast. There's the Raptor Queen podcast, which I recently discovered. It's at Raptor Queens. And in fact, they actually reached out to me and asked me to check out their show and offer advice and feedback, which I thought was really cool that they held me in such high regard. Like, who the hell am I to to give advice like that? But th- I thought that was really cool. And I like the episode I listened to. Very high quality stuff. And I just think it's cool to have two prominent shows out there with women talking basketball, specifically Raptors basketball. I wish them both all the success in the world. You know, support good podcasts. Let them know you're on board. And with that being said... <laughs> That's all for yours truly. Seriously, if you've listened this long and lasted this long, thank you so much for checking out episode one of the Walder Sportscast. I promise it won't just be me talking every show. There's going to be guests, and I'm talking to a couple of people now, and I hope to have those shows up sooner rather than later. I'll continue to try new things and formats, you know, see what lands and what doesn't. But that Ryan Hollins thing, man, how could I not talk about that, right? Like, hopefully that's the last of my high-profile interactions for a while. Fingers crossed. Get it out of my system. But, th- again, thank you so much to my main audio man, Jason. Shout out to Jason. Follow him Follow him on Twitter, at JLung20. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Sports. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. I'll get this bad boy up on Spotify soon enough and other outlets as well. Baby steps, guys. Baby steps. It's all coming together. Thanks again, everyone. Be good people, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Walder Sportscast. Hit that subscribe button on iTunes and follow Chris on both Twitter and Instagram at Walder Sports.